Hello, hola, bonjour, privet, Augustie Welcome to the Lingua Materna podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lingua Materna podcast, the show that helps you build a winning mindset for learning languages. I'm your host, James Grahan, and today we have another fantastic show lined up for you. Uh, my guest for today's episode is Jonathan Huggins from Huggins International. Jonathan is an online language coach and English teacher, and he's somebody I've wanted to have on the podcast for a very long time. Today we're going to center our discussion on language speaking challenges and the reason for this is that Jonathan has recently run a 30-day language speaking challenge which I myself participated in and he'll soon be launching another language speaking challenge as well as a TOEFL specific speaking challenge for English learners. So in this episode, we've talked a little bit about Jonathan's previous experience uh, with challenge-based language activities, um, as well as the experience of the challenge just been completed and how he sees the future ahead for the coming challenge, uh, specifically in relation to this new English-specific challenge. Now, before we get started, I just want to remind you really quickly uh, that you can find the show notes for this episode and other episodes of the Lingua Materna podcast online at linguamaterna.com. And if you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. This helps us reach a wider audience and your feedback is always very much appreciated. So let's get to it. Here's my interview with Jonathan Huggins from Huggins International. Okay, my guest for today's podcast is Jonathan Huggins from Huggins International. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Hi, James. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Not at all. Thank you for taking the time to, to speak with me. So we've known each other for a little while now, and I've, I've been interested in speaking to you about a number of different topics for a while. But the, the topic we're really going to focus on today is the idea of speaking and speaking challenges, because... Um, I know that the speaking challenge, which you've been running, is just finished, which I took part in myself, um, and I know you've got another one coming up. I guess, first of all, uh, I'd be interested in hearing a little bit about, you know, who is Jonathan, what do you do, and what led you to start the speaking challenge in the first place? Great, yeah. Um, so I'm an American English teacher. Uh, and language coach, uh, but mainly I've been teaching English for uh, probably over about 15 years. Um, I got started in the States, then I started teaching in France. I lived there in Paris for about six years, and I was involved in some elementary schools and then teaching business English uh, to several multinational companies there. And then in 2008, I moved to Mexico City and uh, was freelancing, teaching English, business English. Uh, and in, recently, in the past couple of years, I've started to get online, uh, teaching via Skype. And this last year has mainly been uh, TOEFL prep. So I've had more and more students who uh, are preparing their TOEFL exams so they can go study in the States, get their pharmacy uh, licensing. Um, or just kind of 
maybe for immigration purposes, maybe to take the IELTS, things like that. So like little by little, the skills, they, they get reformatted, uh, repackaged and kind of prepared for new students. <laughs> yeah, definitely. These things kind of adapt as they go on. And so I don't know if it was last year or the year before that you were um, doing some language learning yourself and you participated in the, the Add One Challenge. Was this kind of one of the first situations where you had an experience of or, or participated in a kind of a challenge oriented um, uh, language project or, or had you done stuff like that before? Yeah, the Add One was actually like my third uh, language specific challenge and wow. uh, on the VK platform, the Vukontakt, uh, a couple friends of mine, Russian friends, they invited me to join a program called Language Heroes that's run by uh, Evgenia Kasheva. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was like a 12 week program. And uh, each week there was some language related topic to work on. And um, I really liked the dynamic there. Mm -hmm. And then I um, started to uh, find out a little bit more about the Add One Challenge. And um, I got in touch with uh, Brian Kwong. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he invited me to, to take part in it, try it out. And so, um, so I did that about a year ago. And I even um, was the finalist for the uh, for, for Add One when, when I was learning Russian. And also in the Language Heroes, I, I was voted king of that in the uh, um, uh, the winter or, or, or autumn 2015 one. So um, I had some experience uh, in what goes on during the 12 weeks or three months or 90 days. Uh, and so um, recently I, I wanted to adapt this, try it out, uh, shrink it to one month or 30 days and see what I could do to um, help people. Um, because I what what really got me the best results during the Add One Challenge was making daily recordings. Of course. Um, one of the dynamics of the Add One is that you make a, a, a progress recording on day zero, day 30, day 60, day 90. Mm -hmm. And I by the end of the first week, I decided um, I want to make this a daily activity. So I went on the YouTube every night um, and talked for like 10 minutes or so. Uh, it was a bit painful at first. I mean, just kind of constantly pushing myself to practice. But at some point, I got over an obstacle, got over a hurdle, and it got easier. And then mm. became almost addictive of like, I have to do this before I go to bed. I can't go to bed until I make this recording. So it, it, it turned into a really good habit mm. and I was able to keep that up for like 90, 100 days. And um, at some point, at some point life gets in the way and then, <laughs> uh, then it's hard to kind of um, get back into a routine like that. But I try to reduce this to just 30 minutes, uh, no, sorry, it's like 30 days and um, maybe not 10 minute recordings, but maybe two or three minutes uh, to, to really make it easier for people to participate. Great, great. And so, um, as I mentioned, the, the first one has, has just uh, recently finished. Really interested to see what were your, your takeaways from, from that experience, I guess. What went really well and what did you take away from it that, that uh, you might adapt for future challenges? It's kind of difficult, but um, 
it's a really good question because uh, throughout the challenge, like it's, it's very short to do 30 days, but at the end of each week, I was asking people to give me feedback and reflect on how was that week or um, what are their goals for the next week. So um, the takeaways in terms of being a teacher is that this gave me instant feedback in terms of whether an exercise was difficult, whether it was at the right level, mm-hmm. whether students enjoyed it and they found it beneficial for their for their language development. So it was instant feedback on that. Uh, it's because sometimes as a teacher, as a language blogger, uh, some of the things we develop, it's kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that immediately. It's kind of, we just put it out there. Yeah. And it takes a while to get that feedback or we're instantly ignored and we don't know how to repivot uh, in terms of the like how we are helping our students uh, and our viewers or our readers or our audience. And as a language learner, I realize like, okay, once again, I've had some issues with participating and staying consistent and uh, meeting my daily goals. So. I was more focused in this case, organizing and keeping other people motivated. But at some point, two weeks in, um, I, I even struggled with keeping up with the pace of making my recordings, especially because I was trying to do two or three languages mm. and it would just accumulated. If I got off one day, then it meant the next day I had to do like four recordings or something like that. So it just accumulates and it become it feels like it's becoming exponential if you fall behind. So those are some of the things I need to work on my consistency. Um, I'm really happy people stuck with this. I recognize that there might've been some off days. There might've been the weekends that might get in the way with like a change of routine. Um, So I tried to adapt to that, make the content be a little less uh, difficult on the weekends and realize that people might skip this and come back to it Monday and, and mm. be a little refreshed. So I'm going to be adapting as I see uh, these audio files and the, and the feedback and try to re- be responsive. So it's, it's, it's a very dynamic living organism. So it's not a 30 day automated like uh, email uh campaign that's kind of 30 days it's already been written and there's no changes this is every day i'm listening to the audio files i'm i'm trying to pay attention to what people need to work on and what they find difficult sometimes it's not just the language itself sometimes it's the motivation it's time management it's the uh goal setting so those those issues also are important to discuss um dealing with frustration dealing with like what happens when you break a streak or you miss a day. So those are some things that also factor into it. And you can compare this to like going to the gym or um, there's a lot of things about like people are very excited about starting and then they don't always follow through. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff to learn from this experience, both organizing it, participating in it. And it's something I do definitely want to continue doing. Yeah. It's really interesting to hear what you you've taken out of it. And I think, a lot of what you said there really rang through as, as a participant. I think that sense of dynamic community was really clear in that the, the interaction between, between learners was really good. But I think it was also really important from my perspective, at least. And I'd be interested to hear if this was kind of one of your objectives 
with the challenge, I felt that one of the biggest benefits was that the community was very dynamic and interactive and that really gave a great sense of accountability because when you missed a day, you were motivated to catch up or even if you got to the end of the day and you hadn't done your video, you were motivated to make the extra effort to get it done. Um, and I thought that really, really helped. I'm really happy to hear that because sometimes with the language learning challenges, it's really kind of me, me, me focused and it's kind of, I want to get like focus on my results or I want to make sure that like I did what I said I was going to do, but we might neglect um, the other people and maybe you are having a good day, maybe somebody else is having a bad day and they might need that extra help that they, they, mm -hmm. they might not find the reason why they want to keep going. Uh, and it's very easy to kind of give up. But uh, one, of, one of the things that definitely motivated me with the Add One Challenge and, and listening to Brian Kwong's uh, motivation for it was he said that there was one other participant when he was in taking part in Benny Lewis's uh, like um, float in three months community. Mm -hmm. He said that somebody else was also making these uh, videos mm -hmm. uh, and uploading them. And at the end of these 90 days or three months, uh, he wrote and said, thank you to this other person. Thank you for motivating me because I saw your videos and that kept me, like you said, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, I want to go make my video. And the guy responded and said, what do you mean? You were motivating me. It was yeah. the opposite. <laughs> so there was this reciprocity and this mutual inspiration that like, well, so-and-so is making videos or making recordings. Well, I want to go and do and make mine. And then it's kind of, it, it keeps going back. It's not exactly a sense of competition, mm -hmm. but it's just a way of, well, if he can do it, well, maybe so can I. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing I didn't really want to do in this challenge was like penalize people for skipping a day. Of I've, I've, I've dealt with that myself and I, I even explained that and, and even you can see the results that I just burnt out um, two weeks in. So uh, it's, it's, it's a real issue for me and I wanna kind of make that a gentle encouragement uh, and make it supportive and, and get people to kind of want to participate, want to make the recordings and not feel like it's a burden or not feel it's like, oh, I have to do this thing that I don't wanna do but making daily progress should be like part of our, uh, our routine, part of our goals, uh, because like it's, there's a quote I think from Stephen Covey of the, like um, the, the habits of successful people and, and one of them is like not, don't prioritize your schedule, but instead um, schedule your priorities. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you don't put daily progress or daily recordings into your schedule, it's not going to happen. And then we're all busy. And at the end of the week, it's the end of the week and ah, I missed another week or I missed mm -hmm. another day. So time slips by very quickly if you don't kind of uh, put these things like into your daily routine, morning routine even. Of course. And, and uh, I noticed there was a lot of English learners in the group as well. And I see that now uh, you're kind of building on this to continue the language challenge in general, but also to begin a kind of TOEFL-specific challenge. So I'd be interested in hearing a bit more about that. What, why uh, did you feel there was a need for that? And, and what specifically is that going to, uh, to, to give these learners to help them 
uh, prepare for TOEFL? Yeah. Um, so a little backstory of, of, of doing this challenge was I think my maybe my first target group were the TOEFL learners because uh, that is the people who I have been testing this out, not as a community, but individually. I've told my students, okay, you have these six speaking questions um, on the test. You have to record yourself with a computer. So it's in your interest to get used to this recording process and mm. dealing with the microphone, dealing with the computer. And um, if it's not necessarily live in a Skype lesson, even better because it's just this, I have a question, I have to respond to it, I have to record it. And um, so I, I wanted to build this for the TOEFL uh, audience, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to test it with a general language learning audience because that's where I've gotten a lot of my experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see if my version of this could work in a general language community and see what things I would have to adapt or consider. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of mutual inspiration. Uh, some of the questions I used in this uh, language learning challenge was um, inspired by some TOEFL questions like mm -hmm. the type one, type two general things of talk about your um, your favorite place to go on the weekends or talk about a trip you went on that was memorable. And mm -hmm. those are usually the students have to do those in 45 seconds and they have to brainstorm their answer in 15 seconds. So it's very stressful. Wow. But the question itself, it's still very interesting to talk about. So mm -hmm. um, and it can be applied. A lot of those questions are a bit universal. So they can be applied to different languages and um, different levels that there's there's some essence of a speaking topic that people can develop um, depending on whatever level they're at. Yeah, certainly. And I suppose a lot of them too, while some of the specifics might be different, they'll require the same, you know, structures and, and processes, I guess, too. It, it uh, you know, if you can build the confidence to record yourself speaking every day or, or, or take a video of yourself speaking every day, I guess it becomes that much easier when it comes time to, to go to an exam. It's maybe not so intimidating. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of people I when I had asked people to participate in this one for the TOEFL, mm -hmm. I, I surveyed a lot of them and asked them, like, what is your number one obstacle or difficulty for the speaking section? And I got a ton of feedback in terms of, well, there's the grammar, there's the fluency, there's the brainstorming, there's uh, time management uh, because of the 45, 60 seconds. Um, so there's just a ton of things that people want to work on. Um, so uh, speaking can be very stressful and dealing with a computer can also be another issue uh, because the IELTS in comparison, it's with a person. You have a live examiner mm. who is mostly trying to help you keep your like conversation flowing and they might even be able to give you some nonverbal gestures like, hey, they're looking at their watch or they're, they're, they're signaling to you with their hand, mm. like keep going. Yeah. Uh, whereas with a computer on the TOEFL, you don't have that. You just have a timer and the timer gets even more stressful uh, as you see it ticking down and you're hesitating and you're, you don't have a strategy. And so uh, a lot of this is like the first time you make this recording, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's going to be painful. But 
maybe the fifth time, the 10th time, the hundredth time, it gets easier. And then it's like no sweat mm -hmm. by the time you get to the, uh, to, to the, um, the actual test. So, um, I think, I think people do realize this isn't as scary, um, as it looks. Uh, and, and for some people it's very enlightening to listen to themselves on a recording that maybe they haven't done that. I mean, mm -hmm. ooh, we we have some experience with podcasts and like we we listen to our voice but maybe the first time you hear that you're like is that me oh i sound terrible yeah. oh my accent oh my intonation <laughs> like uh i can't believe that's the way i sound so uh for a lot of people that's like a self-realization of of their voice uh, mm -hmm. how other people hear them um and and then they become very aware of well if that's the way i sound and i don't understand myself maybe maybe i have to work on some things so before people make those recordings, sometimes they, they don't, they're not fully aware of how they sound to other people. Yeah, I guess it helps you bring attention to, to all the things you need to work on, whether it's pronunciation in, in the voice or the intonation or whether it's actual um, you know, vocabulary or structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every, everybody has something to work on. Um, it, it, it takes time. And I think you, it's important to focus on fixing one issue at a time. Um, I, I think that's the real benefit of you, you can detect all of these issues, but you can easily get overwhelmed with what to work on, what to feedback. I think the, the first week in the challenge, we were very uh, ambitious to give each other like a full transcription of what we said and then a complete new recording of what the person wanted to say. Mm -hmm. However, as the, as the weeks went on, it, it became a bit too difficult to sustain that. But, mm -hmm. and even the feedback that I got from a few people who participated was saying that I didn't know what to do with that full transcription or mm -hmm. I listened to the audio file maybe once or twice, but because my level was intermediate or low, I didn't really know what I had to focus on or what to do. So mm. I think in terms of speaking practice, just having the perfect version of what you want to say is that it's that there isn't exactly a full learning process that, yeah. that goes on with getting a full transcription and, and a full correction of what you wanted to say. So I'm going to have to assess that uh, going forward into um, maybe telling people okay, you've got these issues, but maybe the number one, two, three that I would recommend that you work on is this. Work, work on this for the next few days. And then when you fix that, we'll work on something else. And I think that helps people, um, I think that would help people know what, in terms of their com communication skills, is holding them back and what's gonna like help them move forward because it's like, Really, you, if you look at your speaking and it's like a leaky boat and you've got a hundred, <laughs> I got a hundred things to fix. It's so easy to kind of just give up and walk away and say, forget it um, mm. next week. But if you convince yourself, I can fix one thing mm -hmm. today uh, and you just work on that one thing and you throw your energy into it, you're going to feel a lot more motivated to keep going because then if you just fix one thing and fix it, then the next day you don't have to work about on that anymore. You can just work on the next thing. And after a hundred days, you've fixed those a hundred things on the boat, but you didn't do it a hundred at a time. You did it one at a time. So 
I think if you if you don't get overwhelmed, you can just do one one thing at a time. Brilliant. I just want to say thank you, Jonathan, both for your invitation to participate in in the recent challenge and also for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, obviously, I'm going to include the the links where people can can find you online and where they can sign up for the upcoming challenges um, uh, in the show notes. But uh, yeah, is there anywhere in particular that people can can find you and follow um, the, the content that you share? Yeah, so the website is hugginsinternational.com. It's all, all together. And on Twitter and Instagram, the, the, the I have jhugsint with J-H-U-G-S-I-N-T. Mm-hmm. And um, and I will have these uh, links for uh, joining the, the challenges. So we have one coming up at the beginning of May. And everybody listening to this um, is welcome to join, uh, no matter what your language level is or um, there's an opportunity to get started and it's free to uh, participate. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks again, Jonathan. I really appreciate it and uh, have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lingua Materna podcast. Just a quick reminder that if you want to follow up on anything that was discussed in this show, you can find all the information and links in the show notes at linguamaterna.com. Thanks for listening.